What is going on, beautiful people? It is your boy, Jesse, a.k.a. Jesse Prada, and you are listening to the Christ Convo Podcast, where we inspire you to live the best way you can for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope this episode blesses you. Without further ado, let's get into it, y'all. Hello, everyone. I am here back on another podcast. And I have a special guest with me. He <laughs> is my mentor, my senior leader, my prophet, and he is an amazing apostolic and prophetic voice that the Lord has risen up. Oh, His name is Prophet Jordan Bryce. Man of God, how are you on this fine evening? I'm doing good, Jesse. How are you? I'm well. I'm happy to be here. Oh, I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> So today we're going to be talking about um, the role of the apostle. I feel that it is very important and imperative that we as a church, that we understand um, the five offices that Jesus granted to us um, in the body of Christ. And so to start off this series, Prophet Jordan will be explaining to the audience what it means to be an apostle, what the origin of an apostle is. Um, just so you can have basic understanding as to why these gifts are important. One thing he always says is there's two separate uh, forms of gifts. You always say that there's gifts of the spirit and that there are gifts of Jesus. And um, the gifts of Jesus is the fivefold ministry. And you can stop me and if I'm saying anything in what you have to say, Jesse. <laughs> But there's the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the teacher, and the pastor. Is that the... Is that the Correct. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about the apostle. Is there anything you would like to say before I start asking you questions, man of God? No, sir. I'm just happy to be here. Um, Jesse is a phenomenal young man, a phenomenal mentee. Um, I love him dearly. I'm happy to have him um, in my circle. Um, and he's actually very powerful prophetically. And so I'm very proud of him. So there's uh, something to make him cry right there. And we can we can move forward. We can move forward. Thank you. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Guys, he snapped at me, so I have to move. Okay, so with the apostle, um, do they still exist? Absolutely, apostles still do exist. So um, how could you prove that scripturally? Well, obviously, the argument against the current existence of apostles is that there were only 12 apostles um, in the Bible. Mm -hmm. But um, actually, that's erroneous. Mm -hmm. If you would read your scriptures, um, Paul was not one of the 12 apostles. Mm -hmm. Paul was actually most likely to be said the 14th apostle. Mm -hmm. After Jesus ascended to the right hand of the Father, which is in scripture, the Bible says in Acts that the apostles had to find a replacement apostle um, for Judas because Judas had hung himself. We mm -hmm. all know this. The Bible says they cast at lots and they laid their hands on a man named Matthias. Mm -hmm. Matthias was the 13th apostle. Directly after that, um, you know, we see Paul come onto the scene. We see people like Junia, who are mentioned as apostles, Silas, who's mentioned as an apostle, Timothy, who's mentioned as an apostle. So if there are no more apostles today, when did they stop existing? Mm. No one has the authority to say apostles stopped existing or stopped being born mm. or stopped being commissioned after this particular period in time because after the original apostles of the Lamb died, there were still apostles in the Bible. 
after um, you know we look at Timothy Bible says in, in first Thessalonians that Timothy and Silas were both apostles along with Paul mm. and so scripturally who has the authority to say that there are no more apostles mm. if they existed outside of the 12 apostles of the Lamb yeah I think it's interesting how um, people believe in a um, the pastor and the mm -hmm. role in the office of the pastor but even when you look in the bible you don't really hear or mention you don't really see the mentioning of pastors or the position of um any pastors in the bible but it's more so apostles and prophets right um so it's just really interesting but next question is um why are they necessary what do they do well it's it, go, it goes back to what you just said to me you said that um the scripture speaks about um, apostles and prophets more than it speaks um, about pastors. Mm -hmm. The New Testament mentions the word pastor about two or three times, but mm -hmm. it mentions the apostle many times. Yeah. And so we can see here clearly what the emphasis of God is in the New Testament. It's more so the apostle than really the pastor. Now, the job of a pastor is to manage and to take care of the sheep. Mm -hmm. It's to disciple them, help them with their souls, um, really lead them and guide them. And that's a wonderful ministry, which is needed today. Yeah. But I would submit to you that the it is the apostle's job to advance, progress the church, introduce the church to signs and wonders, yeah. um, cause the church to hear revelation that it's not heard before. This is what the early apostles all did. Mm -hmm. They would preach revelation. They would defend doctrine, um, the doctrine of the church. They would debunk myths and and uh, and. and other doctrines and theologies that would try to creep into the church that were heretical and so one would say the church cannot advance without apostles or apostolic voices mm. so does every single church specifically the building do they need an apostle like in the services active consistently no i don't believe that mm -hmm. i don't believe that every every church has to have an apostle there every sunday or every service mm -hmm. but i do believe that every church if we're obeying or adhering to scripture scriptural protocols needs to be connected or submitted to some apostolic voice somewhere okay um that's interesting I, I agree with you but you just said something that uh sparked up another question um there are people who believe that they are very apostolic mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that they are apostles absolutely what is the difference the difference between an apostolic individual and an apostle let's first say this if we look at ephesians chapter 4 mm -hmm. the bible says that the the these five gifts of jesus the mm -hmm. apostle prophet evangelist pastor and teacher are meant to equip the saints for the work of ministry mm -hmm. meaning that apostles are not called to ministry alone the entire body of christ is called to ministry mm -hmm. so the apostle their that's job good. is to raise up apostolic people that's good what does an apostolic person look like mm -hmm. an apostolic person looks like someone who can cast devils out mm -hmm. looks like someone who can heal the sick mm -hmm. looks like someone who can help build the kingdom and progress and advance the church yeah. it may not necessarily mean that you're an apostle but it means that you're apostolic one would almost indicate to us that or i would almost indicate to you that an, an apostolic saint is a saint that has matured mm. That's good. That's really good. So um, with the role of the apostle, how can you tell? Because, um, you know, we have a lot of people who claim to be an apostle mm -hmm. um, and have the title, um, but they obviously do not have the fruit following the title. Absolutely. So how can you tell what is a true apostle from a fake one or a counterfeit? Um, well, I think oftentimes we throw the word false mm -hmm. around. 
I believe that a lot of people um, in the body of Christ specifically who are identifying themselves as apostles may not necessarily be false apostles because a false apostle is going to try to lead you away from Jesus. Mm -hmm. Just as a false prophet would try to lead you away from Jesus as well. How we identify a false apostle is somebody who is attempting to point to themselves or to another deity or a God outside of of Jesus Christ. Yes. and so this is why Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he said, No man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a curse, and no man can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Ghost. In other words, Paul was saying, he was introducing to us the gifts of the Spirit, and these gifts of the Spirit are powerful. But he was saying, don't just look at the supernatural occurrence, look at the message they are advocating. Mm-hmm. So a false apostle is going to advocate or preach a message that is contrary to the gospel of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Okay. They're going to preach a message that does not look like just now, a misidentified individual who may think that they're an apostle is usually not going to move in the, in the classical manifestations of an apostle, mm-hmm. meaning signs and wonders, yeah. miracles. Um, they're not going to have any sons and daughters. Um, they're not going to have the ability to multiply things and to grow them because these are all traits that are present in an apostolic ministry or in yeah. an apostle's ministry. Okay. Could you walk us through um, some of the scripture when it comes to the signs of a true apostle, such as, um, I remember when you preached, you talked about the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Um, the ability to father or mother and signs and wonders. Yes. Well, if you look at Second Corinthians 12 and 12, it says that Paul um, did not behave such as the super apostles. In other mm-hmm. words, either misidentified individuals or false apostles. Mm-hmm. Paul was um, sarcastically ad- addressing men and women who were calling themselves apostles and called yeah. them super apostles. Uh-huh. Then he says, I demonstrated amongst you the true signs of an apostle. Mm -hmm. which are miracles, signs, and wonders. Mm -hmm. Or signs, wonders, and miracles, actually Mm -hmm. in that order. Um, And so if we look into these words, the word sign actually means a deviation from nature Mm -hmm. um, in the Greek. And so what that means is the apostles were able to do um, supernatural acts that would cause creation to be altered in its course. Mm -hmm. So that's supernatural. Then, um, So that's not just healings. I'm talking about um, stopping water, um, the the acts of the Bible, things of that nature. Then um, Then we look at the word wonder. The word wonder means omen. Um, Now, this can mean multiple things. This is the same word um, that is used when the Bible talks about sign or wonders in the heavens. In other words, like billows of smoke, different things, uh, uh, omens, uh, 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 signs in the heavens, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Not only that, one, uh, you know, an omen is not necessarily a good thing. And so we see Peter moving in omens. Uh Um, Peter looked at um, the Simon the sorcerer and said, look, you're going to perish with your silver. It was a curse. Um, Peter looked at Ananias and Sapphira and said, y'all finna die. And they died. Mm -hmm. And so that's an earmark of the apostles' ministry. Now, that offends majority of the church because we don't like to believe that God can give a man or a woman that much authority. But it's it's the earmark of a true apostle. Then we look at um, miracles, which simply means power. It doesn't necessarily mean healing. It means power. That's what the word derives from the Greek word dunamis, which is the word. Which we get the English word dynamite. Yeah. So it's explosive power. So that the ability to transfer the presence of God, things of that nature. Apostles should be carrying the presence of God. Mm. And so, um, you know, that's one of the signs. That's um, 12, 2 Corinthians 12 and 12. Then we look at, like you said earlier, one of the other signs of an apostle is the ability to get people filled with the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And, and um, 
One of the reasons why we don't have a lot of people getting baptized in the Holy Ghost is because we don't have a lot of apostles. Now, can somebody who's not an apostle get someone filled with the Holy Ghost? Absolutely. Yeah. But it is something that is indicative to the apostles' mandate. Why? We look at um, Philip the Evangelist when he went to Samaria to preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. He was casting out devils, the Bible says. Yeah. He was healing the sick. He was yeah. baptizing people in Jesus' name. But the Bible says that the Holy Spirit had not come upon any of them. When John and Peter... Came um, um, hearing that God was being preached um, in Samaria. The Bible says, "Whomever they placed their hands upon received the gift of the Holy Ghost." So that's another sign that the apostles are called to be filled with the Holy Ghost. We look at Paul the Apostle. I hope if I'm going too long, just oh, let no, me know. No, we um, we look at Paul the Apostle who um, came into contact um, with some old disciples of John the Baptist, and he says to them, "Have you received since you believed?" Mm-hmm. And they said, "We didn't even know um, that there was um, a Holy Spirit to receive." Yeah. And he, the Bible says that he said that John baptized into repentance, but Jesus came to baptize us in the Holy Ghost and fire. And so Paul, Bible says. Paul baptizes them in Jesus' name, places his hand upon them, and they begin to speak in tongues and prophesy and get filled with the Holy Ghost. Then we go to the house of Cornelius, the apostle. Um, um, Peter goes to the house of Cornelius, and while he is yet preaching the gospel, the Bible says that the Spirit of God fell upon them. They begin to speak in tongues and magnify God. So the infilling of the Holy Ghost is something indicative to the apostle's office. These are three or four scriptural references where apostles were used to get people filled with the Holy Ghost. That's really good. Wow. Okay. So where are we at now? Okay. So your encounter and being a hybrid. Now I have oh, had <laughs> I have had permission to lose this information, but this is Jordan and he is a prophet, but he is also a bona fide apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. <sighs> so that means he is a hybrid. So what does that mean? Hybrid means the mixture of two things. Okay. Just specifically of the five offices. Yeah, obviously. That's not scriptural. It's mm-hmm. something that we as men have, have made up. Mm-hmm. But it's very possible to be a hybrid into two offices. Okay, so when you say it's not scripture, scriptural, you're talking about the name. Yeah, the name hybrid is not in yeah, the Bible. it's not in the Bible. But the concept is communicated in the okay. scripture. Could you give an example? In the same way, Trinity, the word yeah. Trinity is not in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But the concept so, is communicated in the scriptures. That's good. So do you have any examples of people who we would consider hybrid? today that biblically yeah Uh, absolutely um the apostle paul Mm -hmm. was a hybrid um the bible says before he was recognized as an apostle that he was in the church of antioch Mm -hmm. and he was ministering for the lord with with what the bible says were prophets and teachers Mm -hmm. and so paul was either a prophet or a teacher Mm -hmm. before he was recognized as an apostle Mm -hmm. later on paul says we teachers receive a stricter judgment so we find out that paul was not just an apostle but he was a teacher Mm -hmm. of the gospel as well yeah and so Paul was definitely a hybrid apostle and teacher. Mm. Then we look at the um, the prophet Silas in the um, New Testament. The Bible says that there was the twelve apostles, the council of elders, um, and there was the um, the two prophets, um, Silas and. Uh, Judas, not Judas the the, the Iscariot, mm-hmm. but yeah. Judas the prophet. The Bible says. Now, in, this is in the book of Acts. Now, an issue of circumcision arose in Antioch, and the Bible says that they elected to send Paul and to send Judas and Silas down to um, Antioch to deal with the issue of circumcision. So Silas was a prophet. Mm. The Bible mentions him as a prophet. Yeah. Then later on in 
I believe in First Thessalonians around the second or third chapter, first and second chapter, uh-huh. um, the Paul mentions Sylvanius uh-huh. as an apostle. Yeah. But this word Sylvanius actually is the longer version of the word Silas. Oh, wow. Silas and Sylvanius was the same person. Wow. And so we see here that firstly, Silas is mentioned as a prophet. Later on in scripture, he's mentioned as a as an apostle. So mm-hmm. once a prophet, always a prophet. Yeah. So S- Silas or Sylvanius was an apostle and a prophet at the mm-hmm. same time. That's good. Um, so your encounter, um, I know that there were other ones that you will not be that able will not to. be mentioning. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but your encounter. How did you know that? And even if you want to talk about being called as a prophet too, um, how did you know? What was your encounter like? Um, my encounter was very, very radical and very wild. Um, it was not like Paul, the road of Damascus. Paul obviously had an encounter that verified his apostolic assignment. Mm-hmm. One would say that every apostle needs an encounter with the resurrected Lord mm-hmm. to be an apostle. And that's their commissioning experience yeah. that verifies that heaven has approved that they are really an apostle. Yeah. Um, Paul had one. Um Obviously, the 11, because, you know, Judas had hung himself, yeah. all saw the Lord um, resurrected, mm-hmm. and that verified their apostleship. Um, Matthias saw the Lord resurrected. But what about the other apostles? I would not say that there's enough scriptural evidence mm. to say that we have to see the resurrected Lord. Wow. But there's enough scriptural evidence to say that there is some kind of encounter. Yeah. That every apostle will have, whether it's an angel, whether it's a dream, whether it's Jesus himself, some kind of supernatural visitation or encounter Mm -hmm. that they will have that will verify their apostolic call. Mm -hmm. I believe my first my my first outer body experience um, really was my commissionary experience as an as a prophet and an apostle. Yeah. Um, it was in the year of 2012, actually. Mm-hmm. This was not a dream because I was wide awake when it happened. <laughs> um, I was taken out of my body. I was on the side of my bed praying. I was taken outside of my my um, body, and I was taken into what I believe to be a region in heaven. Oh wow! And I stood in a grassy field. And I will not describe the image or the way the Lord Jesus, but I knew it was the Lord Jesus mm-hmm. walking up to me yeah. and speaking with me. Um, he stopped at a safe distance, and all of a sudden, I was standing in his face. And I saw his face. I saw his hair. Um, I saw the Lord Jesus himself. And um, he began to speak to me and reveal to me my assignment and my call on planet Earth. And wow. um, within a moment's notice... I um, knew who I was, mm-hmm. knew who he was calling to be. Wow. And the interesting thing, it, heaven's in such a beautiful place. Yeah. I've been to heaven about three times. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, uh, and, and every Christian can go. Yeah. Depends on the sovereignty of God. He wants to take you or not. You can ask for it. But um, heaven is a very beautiful place. Um, so I um, was taken um, out of my body. Before I saw him, it was so I was standing in a grassy field. The grass was like up to my, you know, actually my height. Yeah. And the wind would come down and be almost like a child dancing in the grass. It was beautiful. Music was playing, but I couldn't identify where the music was coming from. Yeah. Um, you heard laughter. Yeah. Beautiful scents, smells. Saw mm. colors I'd never seen on the earth before. Yeah. Um, and I saw the Lord Jesus. And he began to speak to me. He revealed to me um, who I was and said, I'm sending you. And I, in a moment, noticed I was back in my body. Wow. And I was in my bed, but I had never fallen asleep. Um, And so it was um, a a radical experience. And then 
Um, I'm debating whether I want to tell this part on the podcast or not. (laughs) But the next day, I'm under my bed praying, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me audibly for the first time. And he said, um, that was the Lord Jesus visiting you um, last night. Mm -hmm. And um, the next day, um, I'm at what appeared to be a youth conference. Now, the way the Lord appeared to me, he came to me in a particular figure, in a particular shape um, in this encounter. And it was very heavenly, very powerful. Um, the next day, um, they announced a ca- at a camp that I was going to um, the theme of the camp. And the theme of the camp was in line with the very same encounter that I had when I went to heaven a few days prior. Wow. And they lifted up the backdrop, and it was a tall, grassy field oh. with the same image that I saw when I encountered the Lord Jesus. That's powerful. So the Lord was confirming to me. Yeah. That this encounter was not my imagination. I didn't yeah. need pills. I didn't need yeah. Ritalin. Yeah. But I was. Ha- I had an authentic encounter with heaven. Yeah. Um. So with that, we live in a culture now where some people say the titles don't matter. We don't mm-hmm. like the titles. They're right. stupid. They're unnecessary. It doesn't matter. Don't call me a prophet, apostle, whatever. Personally, I think that you don't have to idolize the titles. But I don't think that there's anything wrong with them because it's more so of a function rather than a title. So I really wanted to know your perspective because I know you don't force us to call you Prophet Jordan or you don't force us to call you Apostle. But it's more so of respecting the function that God has given you in the body of Christ. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I would say, though, to those who don't like titles, who think, oh, I just don't need a title, man. I would say, yes, you do. Mm -hmm. First of all, let's look at this. I think we've become incredibly rebellious Mm. um, in the American church. Talk about it. Um, Reason why I say that is because um, we only don't like titles when it comes to spiritual affairs. Uh Uh-oh. Why in the world would I go visit a lawyer for brain surgery? Mm. And why would I go to a doctor or a chef to um, handle legal trouble? Yeah. These men, councilmen or lawyer. Yeah. Doctor. Yeah. Professor. Yeah. Things of that nature. Chef. Yeah. Why would I trust a brain surgeon Mm -hmm. to use what he has to prepare a meal for me? Yeah. That's stupid. (laughs) That's one of the most stupidest things I've heard in my life. And so why do we think in church is any different? If there are different functions in church, why would I want to go to an apostle to get an evangelist job done? Yeah. I'm a prophet. I'm very, very cutthroat. Yeah. If you come to me for pastoring, you're going to get your feelings hurt. Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you come, like, just to be loved on and things of that nature, you're not going to get that from me because I'm cut through. I'm going to tell you to repent. I'm going to tell you about your life. And I'm going to send you to prayer. Yeah. And that's just the way that I am. That's my makeup. That's my DNA. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we have we have tried to make pastors into these superheroes that yeah. can do all of the things. And that's not true. Come on. We've misidentified them. Yeah. But, but the way to restore that is to identify people for the offices they're called into. Yeah. When prophet, call them a prophet. Yeah. Call them an evangelist. Call yeah. them a pastor. Yeah. Call them a teacher for the sake of everyone else who's listening so we know who to go to for what. For also, what? we yeah. don't like authority in the body of Christ. Yeah. And amongst the fivefold, there is a hierarchy. Yeah. We've been taught that hierarchies are bad things, but only rejected people say things like that. Yeah. Only rejected people because they may want to be in the hierarchy, but they weren't um, given access to it. Yep. So we really have to get over our own rebellion, our own insecurities and rejection problems yeah. before we say, I'm not about the titles. No, I think you were just rejected from one. Yeah. 
And that's interesting because when it comes to the hierarchy, when it comes to the hierarchy of these things, this is something that you can't work for. No. Heaven just has to choose you. It's according to the measure of his grace that he's given to you by his own sovereignty. Yeah. Jesus chooses who is going to be in these functions. Yeah. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, um, around verse... Um, Verse uh, nine or ten, I believe, it mm-hmm. says, "He who um, he who ascended first had to descend into the lower parts of the earth and mm-hmm. lead captivity captive, um, and he gave gifts to men." Yeah. In other words, Jesus gave these gifts to men. They're the gifts yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. In other words, the apostle is a gift, the prophet is a gift, and yeah. so forth, so yeah. on and so forth. So, with all of that being said, um, Jesus Himself chose who's going to be what gift. Uh huh. So you can't. Force the hand of Jesus or force yeah. the mind of Jesus to change his mind concerning who you made you to be. Yeah. And so if Jesus made you a prophet, there's nothing you can do about it. Because I didn't want to be one. <laughs> and I definitely didn't want to be an apostle. Yeah. But I can't change Jesus' mind in that matter. Yeah. He did it by his sovereignty. Yeah. So, yeah. So why do you feel like, or if you even know church history about this, why do you feel like the church shuns this? I believe it's been a demonic attempt. Mm-hmm. I believe it's the work of the enemy, the work of the devil, actually. Yeah. Um, that may sound kind of mundane or stupid, but let's be honest. Satan doesn't want the church to advance. Yeah. He doesn't want the church to be the ecclesia, which we have been called to be, which yeah. means a governing body or a governing assembly. Yeah. And so I believe it has been a demonic attempt of the spirit of religion yeah. to shut down, especially apostles and prophets. Yeah. Because they are the foundational gifts of the church. Yeah. Of course, pastors are okay. Yeah. Of course, evangelists are okay. Yeah. Of course, they don't progress anything. They don't advance the church. They don't press us into the supernatural like they should. Yeah. So in other words, Satan is going to try to discredit the apostle and the prophet's gift because he does not want us to see mm-hmm. and he does not want us to move. Yeah. And even with that, we even have to look at scripture and just test things by the spirit and just look and evaluate these positions. When we see people who are in the pastoral or the evangelist or um, the teaching position and truly look at a lot of scriptures, because a lot of the things that I've seen when it comes to evangelists or pastors or teachers don't really um, align with the stuff that I see in the Bible when it comes to these positions. Absolutely. The crazy part about it is the only evangelist was um, Philip. Philip. And that man casted out devils. Yes, he did. Like crazy. And I don't even, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but even just other titles such as bishop or deacon, bishop is just another word for elder. Yes, it is. Like it's, it's just a form of maturation in the body of Christ. It's nothing crazy. Even with the deacon, um, and with this, when I was reading, they're in the book of Acts, right? And when it comes to the... Uh, when it comes to the deacon, is weren't the deacons supposed to do what the apostles couldn't? More so because they were preaching the gospel, but they flowed in all these things that the apostles did. Yes, the deacon was 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 an office that was instituted by the apostles' office. Yes, yeah. um, the deacon. Um, the I love to talk about this kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> He's smiling the, so hard. <laughs> the uh, the apostle really had two particular positions. That offshoot will offshoot from it. Uh The evangelist really demonstrates the power of the apostle. Yeah. The deacon demonstrates the the um, the administration of the apostle. Mm -hmm. The ability to collect food and to take care of things, have organization. Yeah. So we see here that there was a transfer that went into the into Philip and to Stephen because Stephen went and preached the gospel, moved in signs and wonders and miracles. Yeah. Yet he was not an apostle, not an evangelist. Yeah. But then Philip, as a deacon, eventually. A call arose out of him to be an evangelist as well, because Philip was one of the seven deacons yeah. that was laid hands on by the apostles. Wow! 
And so um, it's an amazing thing, um, the apostle's office. The apostle's office is called to be a storehouse supernaturally. Yeah. That's why Paul said in Romans 1.11, I long to come to you that I may impart some spiritual gifts. Yeah. The apostle is an imparter of spiritual gifts. Yeah. And so they laid hands on the deacons and spiritual gifts were imparted. That's why they moved in the supernatural. Wow. And that's why most of the churches are moving the supernatural because authentic apostles have not ar- not have have not arisen. Yeah. And if they were arise, they would impart gifts into people so that the whole church can move in the supernatural. Wow! So that we all can be once again apostolic believers. Wow, it's powerful. Um, so how does someone deal with the fact that they are called to be an apostle? If somebody were to listen to us um, on this podcast and say. God told me that I'm called to be an apostle at a young age. Mm-hmm. How do they go about it? What do you find thinking? yourself an apostle? Yeah, find yourself a real apostle, one that casts out devils, one that heals the sick, one that's used to, to do the supernatural, yeah. one that's building, yeah. one that 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 has the fruit of an apostle. Yeah, the worst thing a premature or immature apostle can do is connect themselves to something that's not a real apostle or something that's not apostolic. Yeah, they'll die. Not physically, but you know, they'll die spiritually. That yeah. that that gift will not be um, nurtured. Mm-hmm. Find yourself a system of education or a leader that can train you and develop you in that area. Mm. Devote yourself to prayer and fasting. Yeah. Prepare yourself for persecution. Yeah. Because these are things are all indicative to the apostles' office, mm-hmm. and to ask God also, what is your seal or what? Um, group of people you are called to as an apostle because mm-hmm. you're not called to the whole world there's a group of people that you are called paul said in the scriptures to one of his churches he said i am not an apostle to everyone but ye are the seal of my apostleship meaning the church yeah. that i'm writing to is what makes me an apostle i'm an apostle unto you but not unto everybody yeah okay that's dope um last question and then i'll let you go because mm-hmm. he's such a busy man just <laughs> yeah 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 my god <laughs> <laughs> um so, and also from somebody who is called to be a prophet, um, what could we expect for those who are called into these situations? I understand that not everybody has the same journey, the same walk. Everybody's different. Not every apostle's journey, not every prophet's journey is going to be the exact same as yours. But what are some basic things that we could expect with walking this journey out with Jesus? As apostles or prophets or what? Yeah. Like, what could we expect? As both? Yeah. Oh. Um, well, um, if you're called into the apostolic or the prophetic, which both are very closely related, they actually are recorded in scripture working together very yeah. closely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's biblical. Um, the best thing I could tell you to expect is persecution as well, mm. especially in today's time. Yeah. Um, Satan hates the apostles and prophets. Yeah. That's why he's gone through um, ridiculous lengths <laughs> to discredit them. <laughs> yes. And to make them look as if they don't exist today. Literally. Majority of the church does not receive these two gifts. Yeah. Well, and one of the reasons why also is because you cannot have these gifts without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And that's something that we are doctrinally still fighting about up to this day. Yeah. Half of the church doesn't even believe in the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit being for today. Yeah. And so, or they don't practice it. Yeah. So, um... If we could get that, we could get to the whole apostle. So expect persecution if you're going to walk these offices out, if God has called you to these. Also, expect a greater measure of the presence of God. Mm. There's a greater measure of the presence of God because we have to do more. Yeah. There's a greater measure of encountering God that you get, which is great. I love that part. Yeah. But then also expect a tighter leash. Yeah. Ooh. There are certain things. That Holy Spirit will convict you for that he's not going to convict everybody else for because you have to live a more consecrated, dedicated life 
Yeah. Because you are the mouthpiece of God. Yeah. And so that's all I want to tell you to expect. Wow. So everyone, this is Prophet slash Apostle Jordan Bryce. How could they reach you? Say if somebody hears you and they are interested in your ministry, they like your voice and they want to sit under your stuff. How do they do that? How they get connected? Um, you can follow me on Clubhouse at JBC Lion. You can follow me on um, Instagram at Jordan A. Bryce. Um, you can follow me on Facebook at JBC Ministries. Um, I think that's all my media outlets. Um, you can uh, go to my website, jabcmin.com, mm -hmm. and check out my book. I have a book on the prophetic called IPI or I Prophesy Institute. Mm -hmm. I'm currently writing a book on healing called Rafa's Manual. My God. Um, <laughs> I'm tired of you. Um, also, um, I am the senior leader. Um, of Nova Hub Church in Manassas, Virginia. Nova meaning Northern Virginia. Mm -hmm. um, and we are building and plowing and developing a powerful ministry that's thriving and growing, that's oh, moving yeah. in signs and wonders. It's crazy. Um, and so, yeah, come check us out. We're also on Instagram as Nova Hub Church and on Facebook as Nova Hub Church as well. So that's how you find me. Don't come too close, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, y'all. There y'all have it. We are ending this conversation, but I appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and I will see you on the next episode. Peace. What is going on, beautiful people? I appreciate the listening and the support to the Christ Convo podcast. If you received any form of insight on this last episode, leave a review on Spotify, on Apple Music, whichever source you listen to this podcast. I will be back for a new episode. Stay tuned. Be blessed.